When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Dr. Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino, the best center in the National Football League, Creed Humphrey joins us for an interview. We talked to Creed about his rookie year with the Chiefs and everything that's going on at OU. And that's it. Please download and subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right. Our man, Michael Hosty will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's a beautiful Monday, June 6th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Hiker and Layman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience. There are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including blackjack, blackjack match, roulette, and Teddy's favorite, craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And the Beats and Bites Festival is rolling, baby. Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something will be performing June 18th. It's a $5 general admission and kids under 12 get in free. There will be a ton of food trucks and there'll be all kinds of things for the kiddos to do, including face painting and an inflatable obstacle course. To buy tickets, visit riverwind.com. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Now we are recording this way in advance. Please leave us a five-star review and a nice comment while you're at it. Also, if you would like to sponsor the podcast during football season, you can email the Oklahoma Breakdown at gmail.com. Ted, arguably the best player at his position in the National Football League is on the podcast. Exciting. If he's not the best right now, he will be in a very short time. Um, I had high expectations, and the dude blew me away with his rookie year in the NFL. So, I, I tried to tell anyone that would listen that he was going to be a better pro than a college player. And I feel, I feel pretty smart. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> feel pretty smart. Feel pretty good about that one. You should. You should. Thanks. Totally. Right. He, he paid it off. He paid it off. Your prediction, 
he he hammered it home. And how about this? He's gonna get even better. I know. He's gonna be all pro, and uh, it's time to renegotiate, Chiefs. Is it what is he gonna is he gonna start taking the pictures off his social media? <laughs> that's what that's what all the guys do now, right? You, uh, I don't know. Maybe we could talk about it. The thumbnail has to be like his new like social media. Um, the the silhouette in this interview is fantastic. Yes, our our the people that watch this on YouTube. They got something to look forward to. <laughs> it is, it is majestic. Here's Creed Humphrey. It is our pleasure to be joined by the best center in the National Football League. Creed Humphrey is in the house, and Teddy was 26 minutes late for this interview. Top five. <laughs> You were 26 minutes late, dude. Had your wife not text my wife, I would have been five hours late. I mean, just like out of it. Sitting there watching the OU baseball game, like totally out of it. I I apologize. I, I deserve, lay it on me, lay everything you want on me. Totally deserving. How many uh, trippers do you think somebody would have made you do just now? Oh, my God. <laughs> that's one of those where you don't even show up you might as well just go ahead and take it uh, you're done <laughs> all right i'll see i'll see you in the fall i'm not coming back in the summer <laughs> brutal okay uh now that we have made fun of ted for being uh, i will say uncharacteristically late we are we are recording this a couple weeks in advance and now teddy's frozen what is going on here my goodness am i no, um, you're good now. Okay, you're fine. Okay. This is this is off to a hot start. <laughs> this is great. We're running. This is a this is a top top flight production here. Okay, great. Let's let's start with the NFL stuff because I mean, there's a lot a lot we could talk about since the last time we had you on, and I'll I'll just start with the simple one. Like, how cool was it playing in the NFL, man? Man, it was everything I dreamed it'd be, honestly. I mean, it was just a blast. Uh, yeah, everything I ever dreamed it'd be. I mean, it was awesome. What point did you say to yourself, oh, my God, this is a really, really long season? <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, second week of training camp. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. The first year is the season that never ends, man, because yeah. of the senior bowl and all like co combine, everything all rolls together. It's like when it's finally over and a team like, like you guys that are, are deep playoffs every year, it's like, it just stretches on forever. Yeah. Luckily it was fun. I will say that. <laughs> so you, you mentioned that, you know, training camp, uh, a bit of a grind. I, I never played for Andy Reid. But uh, I know several guys that have, and they always talk about how tough training camp is. What was it? Was it that much different than like what you went through in college? Was it really? I mean, obviously the guys are bigger, faster, stronger. It's way harder to block those people. But just with what you were doing, like, was it? Was it that much of a grind? It is, man. He definitely puts on a tough training camp. Uh, he he takes a 
pretty big step back once the season rolls around and stuff and keeps us fresh and healthy during the season. But yeah, training camp, it's pretty tough. I mean, we're doing long drive drill with 20 straight plays on the field, no breaks, nothing like that. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, we go through probably 200 plays a day in practice. Uh, it's, it's definitely a grind. And not a soft defensive line that you're uh, going up against every day either. There's some dudes on that, on that defense. And was, was that, what was it, was it was first like whenever you're blocking like a 30 year old man over there? Like it's just a little bit different when you line up and it's not college kids anymore. You're, you're, you're talking about grown men out here. Yeah. They definitely got that grown man strength up here in this league. So, uh, it was fun, though. I mean, we had a lot of battles and stuff during training camp. Uh, obviously, having, you know, guys like Chris Jones out there, who's one of the top D tackles in the league, going against him every day is just makes you better. So, I mean, I went in there, you know, with just optimistic thoughts, uh, improving every day, and uh, it helped me out a lot. But, I mean, it was it was a grind, but it was fun. Okay. You, you mentioned Chris Jones, and – I have no idea, and you don't have to respond to this at all. I have no idea why they were trying to play him at the end. It made no sense to me. It was infuriating. I'm glad they ended up kicking him back into the interior. But how often do you guys bring up his 40 at the combine? Because it is a it's a legendary video. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't even know about it until this season. Uh I think it was Kyle Wong who told me about it. And I mean, it was, yeah, we didn't bring it up much, but it was definitely a story to tell. <laughs> I don't know if you could like, if you could write out Hollywood style or whatever, like a bigger nightmare for a football player, right? Is it that like everything all encapsulated <laughs> in one? Is that it? Everything? Is there anything worse than that? It's like the, it's like the re recurring dream that you have uh, every night or something for the rest of your life. That one panic moment. Yeah, it could be yeah. awful, but at <laughs> least this won't happen, right? And I'm sure about every team he interviewed with asked him about it too. After that, so. oh, there's no doubt. No um, doubt about it. I, there, there may be some people that are listening to this, and maybe they're a little confused. Uh, Chris Jones, fantastic defensive tackle. For the Chiefs, uh, Creed is clearly having to block him all the time in practice. He ran his 40 at the NFL Combine, and his wiener fell out. <laughs> That's I, I don't know how else to put it. It stumbled in. Full stride. Ooh, he's full, full stride. <laughs> and, oh yeah, so if, if you're lost, if you're like, what are these guys talking about? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a legendary clip okay as far as as far as the the guys you played against and and I do I do want to talk to you about some of the stretches you guys had during the season but everyone always wants to know okay who who was the toughest guy you had to block and things like that and clearly when you're blocking Chris Jones a lot in practice you're you're getting good work from one of the best in the league but when, when you think back on uh, the entirety of your rookie season, who are a couple of the guys that after the game, you're like, damn, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we played Pittsburgh twice this year. So Cam Hayward, obviously, I mean, that dude's uh, been around the league for a long time, been an elite player for a long time in the league. So he was definitely a very tough guy to go against. Uh, 
you know, you had the two the two guys from uh, Washington, and uh, they I mean they're they're very tough too. They do that hump move, and they do that very well. So I mean, we spend the whole week just trying to stop that one move because they do it both so well. But uh, yeah, uh, Cincinnati's got a good nose guard. He was you know pretty underrated. He's a really solid player and DJ reader, uh, big man who can move really well, uses his hands well. So he was, he was a fun guy to go against. Uh, I mean, there's, when you're in the NFL, there's really no weeks off. I mean, you're going against top talent every day. So, or every week. So, I mean, it was, each game was tough, but those are some of the guys that stick out to me. Uh, on, on first thought. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you have any... I mean, one of the best things about you is how consistent you are. So maybe this is a bad question, but did you go through any moments in the season where maybe you hit a downstride or weren't playing up to your, maybe what you, you expect of yourself and maybe got down a little bit or you feel like you played pretty solid throughout? Yeah, you know, I think I played pretty solid throughout. Uh, obviously, you know, the first couple of games, your first time in the NFL, there's growing pains and stuff. So, you know, that the first couple of weeks was you me, me just kind of dipping my toes in this league. So there were obviously some, you know, tough times throughout those games. But, uh, you know, it made me a lot better. And uh, I took that on the chin. And uh, it definitely made me a better player for it. But, uh, yeah, I never really felt, you know, like I had – a down stretch or anything throughout the season. You know, a lot of the rookies say that hit that rookie wall and stuff. I never really felt like I did that. You know, I had fun throughout the entire season. I mean, I'm getting to play the sport I love for a lot of money, so you can't really beat that. But, uh, yeah, I can't really think of a, a stretch where I, you know, was ever down on myself or anything. That that must be nice. <laughs> right. That sounds, no that, that sounds awesome. That's great. That's great. <laughs> but – so you, you mentioned the start of the year, right? And a, as you know, because I text you all the time about how you played, uh, you you actually, uh, I mean, you played at a really high level consistently throughout the year, uh, especially for a rookie. But at the start of the season, from a team standpoint, right? You guys win that opener against the Browns. Seems like business as usual. But then lose the next couple, all of a sudden you're sitting there at one and two. What was kind of, what was that like for you? Like being around the guys, cause it's th this organization, they're so used to winning lately. Like how did, how did everyone in the building kind of handle that start to the year? Yeah, it was definitely a tough time for us. You know, the organization, like you said, doesn't lose a lot, you know, throughout these past few years, uh, they're, they're always one of the top teams. And, uh, me coming from Oklahoma, you know, we didn't lose much either. You know, we didn't, I mean, we started the season three and four this year. So it was definitely a, definitely a different feeling, but I mean, the mood in the locker room, everything that we ever talked about was just how close we were to, you know, breaking that point, you know, 
in those games that we were losing early in the season, you know, it was because we were doing things that are uncharacteristic to this team. And it was just, you know, having the confidence to go out there, uh, you know, really just being able to play confidently and play free, play fast, play physical. Uh, we knew if we do that, uh, things would start going our way just because the talent we have on our team and things like that. So it was definitely a weird feeling, but it was also one of those things that we knew we were just so close to being able to break over that hump. Is there someone maybe in the locker room that before you started playing there that you maybe didn't expect to be the real leader? You know, I think a lot of play, places assume it's like the best player or the quarterback, which and maybe it is at Kansas City. I don't know. But uh, a lot of times it's someone that you don't expect. Maybe it's an offensive lineman. Maybe it's a defensive lineman that, you know, whenever you're in the locker room, you're like, OK, it's this is his team. Is, is there was there someone like that uh, in the locker room? Yeah, you know, definitely Patrick. Uh, he's probably the biggest leader. Uh, Travis, Kelsey. Uh, Tyron Matthew was huge for us last year. So, I mean, it's really with the Chiefs, it is kind of the guys you expect it to be. Uh, and, you know, they do a great job of leading. They do a great job of, you know, being leaders on the team, knowing what to say, knowing what to do to kind of pull everybody together. Leadership is something you, I mean, you really embraced your last two years at OU, right? You became, especially your senior year, like you became the vocal leader of the football team. Is, did, did you, did you feel comfortable doing that as a rookie or was it something like you started to feel more comfortable speaking up and, you know, being a leader as people realized you were really, really good. Like how, how what was you earn your stripes first? Yeah, yeah. What was, what was that balancing act like? Because you, you went from, you know, being that guy at OU to now you're, you're in, in that building and you're on that offense with a bunch of like, I mean, some of the most famous guys in the NFL. Yeah. You know, it was, it was definitely weird. Just, you know, my last two years at OU being that leader, uh, being the guys that people, you know, look to whenever they have questions, things like that. And, uh, you know, for me, I, it, for me, I just didn't want to force myself in the locker room and be that type of guy. You know, I was a rookie, you know, I had to really prove myself before I even tried to do any of that. So I, I really didn't even think about it. Uh, I kind of, I'm kind of letting that just come naturally for me. Uh, you guys know, like I'm not, in inherently a vocal guy, you know, I'm more yeah, of a but we're, we're forcing you to come on this podcast and be vocal. <laughs> Damn it. I'm getting every word out of you, bud. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's, I mean, I, I didn't force it or anything. I just kind of let it flow naturally uh, throughout the season. I was able to start being more vocal, things like that. Uh, you know, this year in OTAs, I'm starting to work on being more vocal, being a guy that leads by example, things like that. Now that, you know, I have a year under my belt, uh, you know, I've got some respect in the locker room now. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to the naturally, though. You played in a ton of big football games at OU. And then first season, obviously, deep playoff run. How do how do the NFL playoffs compare to, like, bowl games in college football? The atmosphere just kind of – the the intensity, like like the anxiety, maybe like leading up to the game. How is all that maybe similar, and, and how's it different? 
Yeah, it's pretty similar, uh, especially coming from a place like Oklahoma. You know, you have the expectations on you every year. Uh, you're going to be one of the top teams. You know, you're going to be able to make runs, play for championships and things like that. So I think coming from Oklahoma, that really made it easier for me to go into the playoffs. Uh, I was able to kind of treat those games easier than probably some other rookies could just because of me playing in those big games at OU. So I kind of had a grasp for what the atmosphere would be like and things. But uh, obviously, you know, playing in Arrowhead Stadium, I mean, that that place gets rocking. Uh, so, you know, the atmosphere is – it's it's intense there. And then when the playoffs came around, it got even more intense. But it was fun. You know, uh, it's a great place to play. Uh, extremely loud, uh, especially when the other offense is out there. So, thank, thankfully, I play for the Chiefs, and they're a little more quiet when we're out there. <laughs> yeah. And now – the game against the Bills in the playoffs is maybe in the game of the year in in the National Football League. What was what was being part of that game like, man? Because it was like the last two minutes of that game were insane. <laughs> yeah, that probably took a couple of years off my life in that game, but uh, it was insane. Uh, it just felt like everything you know, on our side of the ball, uh, everything was just flowing so great, uh, you know, through those last two minutes and then the overtime, uh, you know, we scored, I think they had like a minute and 15 seconds left or something like that. And they were able to go down and score too. So we had 13 seconds left to score, uh, to tie it up, to take it to overtime. And, uh, you know, just being on that sideline, everybody was confident. It was, it was crazy really. Uh, you know, you got 13 seconds to drive it down the field and, get a field goal and to take it to overtime. I and mean, that's pretty tough to do, especially against a defense that is as good as the Bills. So it was it was definitely intense, but everybody was so confident and everybody was calm, cool, collected on the sideline. We, we saw them score and, you know, everybody just kind of looked at each other and said, well, let's go score again. So it was – it's intense for sure. But uh, when you got – you got a lot of guys in the room that are so talented. You got great leadership in the room. You know, it makes it easier in those situations. So when that when that game's over, is there like a is there a feeling like, hey, this is our year? Like maybe maybe it wasn't all along exactly like we thought it was going to be, but we're we're starting to play good football, having a little luck perhaps at the at the right time. Was there kind of that feeling as you head into the AFC Championship? Yeah, you know, definitely uh, going through a game like that, that intensive game, that close of a game. Uh, it's really, you know, one of the best games in the NFL in the past couple of years. So uh, being able to go through that and stuff, you know, we have that kind of gave us a feeling of that we could, you know, get through any situation. So uh, it was definitely a, a game that, you know, boosted our confidence and things like that. For, for you personally, like just how you were – feeling at that point in the season like in the playoffs against the bills and then in the afc championship game like had, had you reached the point where you were just so confident like or, or was there still any you know hesitation with not having experienced that stuff at all or like had you been playing such good ball that you're like it, it, it doesn't matter like and those games were at home which helps but what uh what were you kind of feeling personally in the playoffs yeah, you know, I, I went in pretty confident. Uh, every team that we played in the playoffs, we played in the regular season. Uh, 
I knew the personnel I was going against, uh, knew the schemes that the defense ran. So that definitely helps a ton too whenever you get to do that again. But, uh, you know, for me, it was just just playing confident and playing free. Uh, don't let the pressure get to you. Obviously, you're going to have thoughts and stuff creep up. Being in a rookie, playing on such a big stage. Uh, but, you know, you got to be able to do a good job of just kind of suppressing those thoughts and thinking of, you know, what you can do and what you're – able to do what your talent lets you do and what your confidence lets you do. Did you guys honestly, like, in Cincinnati was hot, okay? They were hot at the time. But they had to be looking at it and saying, my goodness, we're in the AFC Championship. We got the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, this is – you got to feel good about that opponent, Right. Yeah, and, you know, we were excited to play them. They uh, beat us in the regular season. Uh, I think that was week 16. We played them in the regular season. They beat us, and uh, we were really wanting to get that one back. Uh, they were a good football team. We knew that. And, uh, yeah, it was just one of those games that we really wanted to get back. I, I was there. <laughs> what? And you and I, we, we talked about this in the parking lot a little bit after the game, but, like, what – what happened in that second half? Like what, what changed? That's I, maybe you're still trying to figure it out, but it's, it was, I was literally celebrating with other chiefs fans in the stands about like, go to the super bowl. Cause that, you guys had just been dominating that game. Even not getting the points before the half, like it, it had still been a completely dominant performance. So uh, I'm not sure if you've, gone back and watched that second half like in your opinion what 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 changed yeah you know I can't really pinpoint exactly what happened uh things just didn't go our way you know we just couldn't really get a break on offense uh just kind of stalled out it was tough you know especially in that moment you know it's tough because you're seeing it happen you know in the second half and you're trying to do whatever you can to get back to being in rhythm and you know scoring again uh it was definitely tough. Uh, you know, I watched it a couple of times. Uh, still really couldn't figure out exactly what happened. But uh, it was one of those things that you put behind you now and you look forward to this season. You're ready to just go get that get that one back. It's kind of a weird moment. Right? You, you spend so much time through through preseason and then the long grind of the season. Then you're you're going through the playoffs and then you're expecting to win the football game. And then all of a sudden it's like done. It's like over. And what now? So at that moment, how was it for you? Like physically, were you banged up? Like, how did you feel like whenever the season was over, whenever you got to finally kind of look back at it, did you make it through healthy? Did you, um, I don't know. Is there, is there anything maybe like preparation wise, with your body that maybe you would do differently? Or did you feel like totally prepared, ready to play another game? I feel fine. Let's keep rolling. Yeah. You know, I made it through the season healthy. Uh, didn't really have any injuries or anything knock on wood, but uh, so I made it through the season, you know, I definitely would have definitely been able to play another game, especially the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I uh, made it through without any injuries or anything, but uh you know, I ended up taking a few weeks off and just letting my body 
come back to me completely before I started, you know, really working out and stuff again. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I didn't have to wait too long to start working out just because I came out healthy, uh, no lingering injuries or anything like that. So I took, I think, two weeks off and then started, you know, training, uh, weight room, conditioning, everything like that again. This guy's a superhuman, Ted. I know. <laughs> just, just, I know. just learn to accept it. Hey, After listen. my rookie year, I felt like I was like, I, I can't fucking do this again. <laughs> <laughs> my, my rookie year, I made it through three preseason games, and my uh, knee said, "Nope." <laughs> Big blew up. For me, no, man, I'm a, I'm a gym rat, so like, if I'm not in the gym, I don't really have anything else going on. I get bored at home i can't just sit around yeah. that's just what i can do so you know trying to find hobbies and stuff to do but i ended up just going back to the gym hey that's good, that's a good, good way to do it man yep. that's, a, that's, that's a good hobby to have for your uh your line of work okay so <laughs> as far as playing the position right because i know how much control you had at ou right? Calling the protections, changing things like the communication, like really, really having a ton of control of what was going on. How different was it for you having the best quarterback in the league behind you? Who's directing everything. And you're just kind of sitting there going, okay, yes, sir, Pat. Yes. Sir. Like how, <laughs> how different was that for you? It was definitely different, you know. Uh, it took a lot off of my plate, uh, just being able to go out there and hear what needed to be done. And, you know, I listened to Pat. Obviously, in the run game, you know, I'm still in control of that, you know, pointing out the mic, setting everybody else up for their blocks, things like that. But, uh, yeah, especially in pass pro, I mean, that's Pat's that's Pat's book. So I just let him deal with it, you know. He, he knows a lot more about it than I do. So I just let him roll with it. There were a couple of times, you know, in like training camp and stuff where I'd try to point out something or, you know, call the protection and right away patch like, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're doing this. And I was like, all right, yep, cool. <laughs> I'll shut my mouth. I'll let you do it. <laughs> they, they gave you a half a billion dollars. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah, that means he's always right. No, ma no matter what happens, he's always right. Exactly. Uh, so what do you think about uh, – it's it's kind of a hard question, not a hard question, but maybe a dumb question, because as good as you played first year, um, you know, tons of accolades, everyone talking about you, obviously. But whenever you look back, where do you feel like you need to improve to get to where you want to be, wherever that is, best center in the league? Like, what do you what do you feel like you need to do to, to get to that spot? Yeah, you know, I played well, but uh I'm probably the biggest critic for myself. So, you know, anything I'd watch, you know, I would, I would always find something that to improve on. So, you know, for me, I know a big thing that I'm focusing on right now is communication, uh, really just working on conditioning, stamina, things like that. So I can, you know, play my best ball for the entire 60 minutes, making sure I'm ready to, you know, go through any situation, things like that. Uh, really studying how guys like to play, how they like to rush, different things like that, you know, finding out good ways to counter their different rushes, things like that. So, uh, you know, I have good groundwork, and but, you know, there's definitely a lot more to improve on for me. So I'm excited about getting the season going and really proving what I've been working on.
how how upset were you that you didn't make the Pro Bowl? Because I was very angry. <laughs> I was very angry. Uh, I I know that. I mean, you're not one of those guys like you. You've never been like a guy that you know wants a ton of recognition. But it is it is nice, right? Especially when you play at the level that you played. So like when that stuff came out and your name wasn't on the list, what was what was your reaction? Yeah, you know, it didn't really bother me too much to be honest. I mean, I was a rookie, so even being, you know, the alternate in the Pro Bowl was a pretty big deal for me, you know. But, uh, yeah, you know, I wasn't really too mad about it. There are definitely a lot more people out there that were more mad than me, I will say that. But, uh, yeah, you know, I just – You you mean like me who said, <laughs> good morning to everyone, except for those of you that didn't vote for Creed Humphrey <laughs> to make the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I was mad, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the way I looked at it, I was like, I'm a rookie, man. Uh, for me, like that, you know, wasn't my biggest goal for me. So, you know, it wasn't too upsetting for me to, you know, miss the Pro Bowl this season. But, uh, you know, this year I'm looking to make my name and get into it this year. So hopefully uh, things start going to where, you know, I'm getting that recognition this year. We'll get you back to the interview. But first, the only place to stop when you're road tripping is Love's Travel Stops. Love's has over 600 locations in 41 states, offering 24-hour access to clean and safe places. Whatever your road trip needs are, Love's has it. Fuel, fresh food, all the snacks and drinks, including my favorite, yes, Java Amore. That coffee is fantastic. Love's also has you covered if you forget your phone charger or headphones. They've expanded their mobile-to-go zone so you can grab any of that stuff there. Make sure you download the Loves Connect app for exclusive offers from today's most popular brands. The Loves Connect app also includes a route planner and store locator. When you see that red neon heart on the highway, stop in and say hi at Loves Travel Stops. For a full list of what Loves has to offer, visit loves.com. Anopolis Clothing is the exclusive home for all of our Oklahoma Breakdown merchandise. If you want to live your life in buttery soft comfort, go to opolisclothing.com. That's O-P-O-L-I-S clothing.com. Use promo code TED, T-E-D, for 10% off your entire order. You still get a discount on all of the OU and OKC Thunder gear as well. That's opolisclothing.com. Use promo code TED for 10% off, buttery soft, and 10% off. And make sure you send your kids to Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School. Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School has a long tradition of educational excellence with a 12 to 1 student to teacher ratio. No student is overlooked. Bishop McGinnis's college prep curriculum offers 22 AP courses. There are numerous clubs and organizations for students to join. And as a proud member of the OSSAA, there are 14 sports offered. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, Contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Financial aid is available. It's time to get back out on the golf course, people. There's nothing better to drink on the course than the number one seltzer in golf, Clubby Seltzers. Clubby Seltzers is an Oklahoma company that is already winning national awards because their product is delicious. Ooh, that looks very, very good. It tastes exactly like a club special, but it's a seltzer. They're not just for the golf course either. They're perfect to drink by the pool, after mowing the lawn, during the podcast, whatever. 
If you haven't tried Cubby Seltzers yet, go grab some. You won't regret it. Clubby's first variety pack is out right now. To find a place near you that has Clubby's, visit clubbyseltzers.com. All right, back to the interview. Skip it. Just go straight to all pro. <laughs> that's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, that's... And they're not even playing the Pro Bowl game anymore. So it's like, but you want yeah, to make how are the... you? Do you need good at dodgeball? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little wide. Yeah, yeah a little wide for that. <laughs> Not super agile, can't dodge. Great, what but. is so? Speaking of that, what what was your weight like all season? Did did you did they ever want you to gain? Were you did they want you to drop, or if they they like where you were whenever you showed up day one? Yeah, they liked where I showed up. Uh, I showed up around three ten uh, during training camp, and you know I just stayed in the range of three ten to three fifteen all season. Uh, you know we have the weekly weigh-ins and stuff, so that makes it easier for you to make sure you're on track and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they wanted me around 310, 315, and that's kind of just where I stayed. Uh, felt really healthy at that weight. Felt like I was moving really well. Uh, felt very strong at that weight. So, you know, I just stick, I stuck around there. Told you for years to be lighter. Told you, man. <laughs> Told you. When will you start listening more? No, I'm just, I'm just Now, one of the, one of the cool things – you know, from my perspective, for you this season was the Creed is good campaign. <laughs> and I I don't even remember. Like, th- there were the shirts. They made you give them to the all the, all the offensive linemen. You were great in that. Uh, you were a great <laughs> actor in that little bit they made you do also. But how did how did that all come about? Like, what what's the origin story of the Creed is good movement? Yeah, there's a radio show down here in Kansas City that started it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they some point early in the season, they started it, and they kind of just took off. You know, they started making those shirts, ended up, you know, remaking a Creed song for it and everything. They ended up making a music video for that, and it took off, man. It was it was crazy. It was hilarious. But, yeah, I mean, I loved it. It was awesome. <laughs> it's good stuff. So, um how do you like Kansas city just in general, like not the football team, the city, like where you live stuff to do you enjoying your time there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Kansas city is awesome. You know, it's not too big late. It's a laid back city, obviously great food, great barbecue, things like that. Uh, I don't, I don't live in like in downtown Kansas city. I live out in a suburb, probably 25 minutes from downtown Kansas city, but you know, I like it out here a lot. Uh, really quiet area where I'm living. Uh, don't get bothered much. You know, it's 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 awesome. So, you know, I definitely enjoyed here. Everybody I've met that's in Kansas City is they're always awesome. You know, it's really a lot like Oklahoma, honestly. And uh, I was a little worried because I like when I got drafted, I didn't really know how big Kansas City was or anything like that. You know, I was thinking it was going to be this gigantic city, and I mean, it was. It's really, I mean about the same as Oklahoma city is as far as, you know, population and size and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it was kind of the perfect spot for me being close to home, uh, having great food to eat, you know, I like to eat a lot. So, <laughs> but it's a, uh, it's definitely, it's a great spot for me. Speaking of food, you got sponsored by a barbecue restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> was, was that like, were you like, I've made it. 
I have made it as an NFL offensive lineman. Jack Stack Barbecue wants to sponsor me. That has to be. That phone call that you got from Brad Key had to just be one of the best phone calls of your life. Like, yes, absolutely. I am so in. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it's it's right up my alley, man. Good barbecue. You can't beat it. So it was right up my alley. And uh, just meeting the people that work there that work in their marketing department and stuff, you know, they're all awesome people. Uh, went there one time to eat with my family and they toured us around, you know, their the pit and the kitchen and everything that they have. And it was it was awesome for sure. I mean, it's a it's a great sponsorship. It's a great partnership. And uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun working with them. Well, I got to ask you about some OU stuff and being that you play with a couple of OU guys and I guess it what would probably would have been like during one of your games, whenever it all went down, but what was your impression? What, what did you guys, what were you thinking whenever you heard that Lincoln Riley was going to USC? Yeah, it was insane. Uh, I found out in the locker room that morning, actually someone said it to me and I was definitely shocked uh it was definitely a weird thing you know he was such a big part of that culture there and you know he laid a lot of really solid groundwork for his career there so it was it was definitely shocking for me but yeah I mean it was I found him in the locker room and I was super surprised but just wait what yeah <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I lost so hard, honestly yeah <laughs> that's a, you said what now that's kind of how my reaction was, but that is, I mean, Lincoln was the coach your, your entire time there. So clearly you got that relationship with him, but Venables takes over. I mean, there was that little period the where the, the coaching search was going down. We were all getting very antsy, but once you, once you heard it was Venables, what'd you think? I was excited, you know, um, there were obviously rumors and stuff going around saying it was going to be him. Uh, you know, I talked to some people who who played for him at OU, and, you know, it was nothing but glowing reviews. So I was excited about it and kind of just hearing, you know, how he interacts with his players, you know, how he kind of handles his operations and stuff. I was super pumped. And, you know, it was definitely weird because I didn't know what to expect, uh, you know, with so much change going on throughout the staff and everything. But, you know, I got down there this offseason – went to a junior day and, you know, I got to meet everybody. I mean, they, they hit, they hit it out of the ballpark with that hire. He brought in great people. He's got a great culture set up down there. So, I mean, I'm very excited for OU football uh, moving forward. Did you talk to any of the players? What's been the, what's been the response? Because, you know, I went to a couple of spring practices, man. It was, it was, it was a grind. They were getting after it and, you know, obviously they got Coach Schmidt. They went through winter workouts. They they got the summer ahead of them right now. What's what's the the reaction been from some of the the guys? Yeah, I mean the main thing I heard from some of the current players was just talking about Schmidt's workouts. <laughs> but uh, and I told them I was like, hey, listen, y'all haven't done anything yet. Wait till the summer comes around. That's that's when the real fun starts happening. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, everybody I've talked to that's playing there right now, they love it. You know, they love the new staff that's there. They, you know, just love the energy that's brought there every day during practice, you know, in the film room, different things like that. And you can you can tell that, you know, it's moving in a great direction, uh, you know, just the whole state of that program is. So I'm extremely excited for them, and uh, I just can't wait to watch them this year. 
so I think us three, we have something in common, right? We all are Oklahoma guys that went and played at OU. And do you remember, like, do you remember feeling the fan base being like this united at any other time, Creed? Because, like, it really feels like this, the, the, the way that everything went down with Lincoln and then how BV has has handled everything since he's taken over. It feels like this uh, this is about as tight-knit as OU fans have been in a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. You know, the first time I really recognized it was at the spring game. And there was 75,000 people at a spring game. I mean, that's that's insane. But, I mean, it was, it was awesome. And, you know, just the way he interacted with the crowd and stuff throughout the game, uh, the way he treated, you know, the foreign players and stuff. I mean, it was – it was awesome to see and uh, definitely having, you know, a fan base that's this united, this excited about the head coach coming in. I mean, it's going to make for, you know, great atmospheres throughout the season, uh, things like that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm extremely excited about it and it's, it's been awesome to see so far, uh, you know, just how welcoming the fans have been to him and, you know, how, how much love has been shown to him already. And, you know, whenever he starts winning here and, really starts planting this seed. I mean, it's, it's going to be a very unique relationship. We'll get you back to the interview, but first attention, business owners, you need Insurica in your life. Yeah, you do. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing in order to design a cost-effective, comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding a loss in the first place. If your business, business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best in class, connect with Insurica at Insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. First Fidelity Bank is a full-service financial institution based in Oklahoma with tailored solutions for all your personal and business needs. Checking accounts, saving accounts, home loans, and much more. They do it all whether it's online banking from your computer or mobile banking from your phone, everything is stress-free with FFB. Making mobile deposits, paying bills online, and moving money to different accounts could not be easier. First Fidelity Bank provides free ATMs worldwide, making banking convenient wherever you are. They also give back to the community. FFB donates a total of more than $500,000 to local charities and educational foundations, Make your life easier and go bank with First Fidelity Bank. Visit ffb.com for more information. And if you are a whiskey or bourbon drinker, stop what you are doing. Head to your favorite liquor store and buy some Balcones products. you got to grab some of Balcones Lineage Single Malt Whiskey. It was just voted one of the top 20 whiskeys in the world by Whiskey Advocate, and you'll be shocked by how affordable it is. Also, you got to snag some of Balcony's Baby Blue Corn Whiskey. It's made from blue corn. That's the fancy corn. And that is why it has won more than 25 awards. 
Last but certainly not least, you've got to buy some of Balcony's Pot Still Bourbon. It's big flavors make it the perfect bourbon to drink year-round. Remember, in 2012, Balcony Single Malt won the best-in-glass competition, beating brands like Johnny Walker and McAllen. It became the first American distillery to win that competition. This stuff is the real deal, people. If you love great whiskey and bourbon at a great price, then Balcony's products are the only way to go. The whiskey may be made in Texas, but yes, the owners are from Oklahoma. To find a liquor store that has it, visit BalconiesDistilling.com. All right, back to the interview. So since you're a, you're a gym guy, over the summer, are you going to come back and, and go ahead and opt in to some summer workouts with the boys, with Schmitty? I don't know about that yet, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go back and work out with Schmitty, but <laughs> I don't know. I might, you know, just go back and get after it with some of the guys, you know, kind of show them some things. Uh, it would definitely be fun. I just don't know if I want to go back and do all the running and stuff that he's going to make them do. But <laughs> yeah. Maybe some drill work with the O-line, yeah. you know? Yeah, maybe, exactly. Maybe I'll let you all run the trippers and the ramps Ooh. and everything. I'll go. I'll go in here and do some drill work. No, I am. I'm out on that. Completely yeah. out on that. Gabe now, still has not uh, hit a jog yet since he was done with football, right? No, I I have not. I have not jogged since March of 2018. I have not gone faster than like a. Brisk speed walk. walk i walk pretty fast now though I, I got a fast walk now boys but i have not like a trot no hadn't happened that's hilarious and there are no plans on it happening i played some pickleball and i try not to jog at all during that it's like he's, he's got this achilles tear fear i just i don't need to man low impact yeah. boys keep Max it on the ground like lineman shuffle and that's about it for you. I'll, I'll still Fully full disclosure, I'll still be working out in the basement, hit a couple sets, you know, to see if I still got it. And a couple times, like you feel like a, uh, and you're like, oh, I'm out. Oh, yeah, not me anymore. <laughs> not, never again. Okay, I got one more question for you. What are what are we doing with the hair? What what's what's the plan here? Because oh, it's, uh, yeah. I, it's long right now, but. Oh no! Turn to the side, like the the YouTube people are gonna love that. Look at the silhouette. Oh, that is luscious. With the backlighting, you got a light behind you. That is the greatest thing I've ever seen. That's the thumbnail right there, guys. Yeah. So, so what is what's the plan? Like, what's the inspiration? The beer bull, the the bullet combo. Like, what what are we doing? I mean, it doesn't look bad. Somehow you pull it off, dude. I don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah, man, I got nice thick hair, man. Uh, gray hairline, so it's not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm just letting it roll, you know, letting it, letting it roll and going with it, man. I gotta, it's a little growing out right now. I gotta get it trimmed up and get the mullet fully back. But uh, yeah, I'm just letting it roll. There's something about playing offensive line in the NFL and having the hair coming out of the back of the helmet. And the beard stuff coming around the chin strap. I mean, it's just <laughs> says O line all through and through, man. 
Oh, yeah, it's sharp. That hair flowing out of the helmet is sharp, man. It's a good look. So that's right. <laughs> I just want it dancing on the top of uh, yeah. of Humphrey on the back of the jersey. <laughs> exactly. We were going through drills and stuff. Uh, I think it was last week, and uh, we were watching film over them. And our O line coach just kind of stopped the meeting. And went, man, Creed, you're really letting that grow out, huh? You're really <laughs> hanging on to that. <laughs> I was like, you better believe it, man. I'm letting it go. <laughs> <laughs> it looks That's good. Awesome. I it I feel like it's part of the brand now, man. I know. So, I was thinking about cutting it uh, a couple months ago, and I got talked out of it by some people. They're like, you know, it's kind of it's kind of you now. And I was like, well, guess I'm going with it. Knows you, you got to roll with it, man. <laughs> that we need to brand that silhouette and have that on a trucker hat for you or something. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> great. Yeah. Oh, now since you brought it up, I lied. One more question. How are OTAs, right? And that there's been there been some big changes, right, on the roster. Uh, losing Tyron Matthew, uh, Tyreek Hill going to the Dolphins. Like, how has how has the start of OTAs been for you guys with some some really impactful players moving on? Yeah, you know we got a lot of new faces in there. Uh, everybody's bringing the right attitude, though. Everybody's working extremely hard. Uh, for our offensive line room, obviously, I mean, last year we started OTAs with five new starters on the offensive line. So everybody was trying to, you know, grasp the scheme, get everything down. And it was kind of a really tense, you know, OTA session, to be honest. But, you know, this year everybody's got a year under their belt now. Everybody's familiar with how things roll around here. Everybody's familiar with what we're doing as an offense, you know, on the offensive line. So it's been it's been laid back, you know, we're getting in good work, but it's been laid back. We're just having a lot of fun out there and it's, it's been a great time. Uh, yeah, it's been awesome. And then you got guys coming in that are new, you know, we got new receivers in, uh, they've been working their tails off, uh, you know, new running back and he's working his tail off. You got a lot of new guys on defense. They're working their tails off. So it's been, it's been fun. I mean, it's a great atmosphere to be in and, uh, it makes practice a lot more fun when it's like that too. So, you know, everybody's, really excited about where we are right now, even though it's still pretty early in the OTA process, but, you know, everybody's really excited, you know, everybody's showing up with the right mentality and stuff. We're getting a lot of stuff done with it. How different do you feel year two compared to year one is totally different being relaxed, you confident, you know, everything, know the guys comfortable with your teammates. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a lot more relaxed this year. And I mean, like I said, we had five new starters last year, all getting together for the first time in OTAs. So it was, it was definitely, you know, we felt like we were in a situation where we were trying to, you know, just learn so much stuff and, you know, fast forward to this year in OTAs, it's way more laid back. You know, everybody knows everybody really well. We got really good relationships across the offensive line. Uh, Just in that room as a whole, you know, everybody's awesome to be around and, you know, there's just a really good room to be in. So it's, it's been a lot of fun this OTAs, you know, so like film room's fun, you know, we, we crack jokes in there all the time, get a lot of good work in on the field, things like that. So we're having a blast right now. I I appreciate your time. Um, Teddy, would you like to apologize again for being I, so late? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I owe you guys anything you want. Next time you're in town, dinner's on me. 
Did he think? Yes. I'm good. That's, Free dinner. That's an expensive proposition with you two. Yeah. That what is. an idiot. <laughs> no, that was bad. You really I may have lost that. the weight, yeah. dude. We can go to now. We'll go to Jack Stack Barbecue. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna knock it out. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna splurge, you splurge, put it on Creed's tab at Jack yeah. Stack. That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. Creed, you're the man. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. That's a great mullet. It just hit me. We should talk to uh, Opolis Clothing and have that silhouette plastered onto a T-shirt. <laughs> just that says Creed is good. This, yeah, Creed is good. Just That's Creed? Creed. That's it. <laughs> I feel like that's this is... I feel like this is the most sincere giggle I've heard from you in a long time. When you had him do it again and the light behind it, it was the fun. It was just it was hilarious. I loved it. Great I, stuff. I am. I'm so proud of that guy. It's, it's so much fun to see him playing the way that he's playing and he's only going to get better. It's yeah. And the best thing about him is, and you could tell whenever you interview him, it doesn't matter what game of the year. It doesn't matter what temperature. It doesn't matter where it is. It's just like, yeah, I, you know, I just prepare and go out there and dominate, guys. It's <laughs> like, it's all it is. It's like, boom. There's no big ups, big downs, down on himself. It's he's healthy, strong as hell, great technique, and just solid. It's awesome. And in a really good organization. Yeah, which is critical. Which critical. is only going to make him even better and bring the best out of them. And we talked to him about being in Kansas City. Like, he's comfortable there. He likes it there. Yep. I mean, it's it's not. It's not hard for the family to get there. It's easy. It's, yeah, it's great. It It's all, it's all going well for Creed Humphrey right now. And the young man deserves it. And he's a hell of a football player. Hell of a right. person as well. Episode 220 in the books. We'll have a new podcast that'll drop on Wednesday. We've got another one of those Q&A episodes. People are loving those. Ted, awesome. nice little change up for the listeners. Just a reminder, you can hear Teddy from 3 to 6 on 94.7 The Rep. That's not true right now. You're at Disney right now. We're fil- we're uh, taping this pretty, pretty far in advance. You are in the middle of a Disney trip right now. How do you think that's going for you? exhausting (laughs) no i'm gonna be thrilled i'm gonna be happy right now i'm in a great mood i'm we're only 30 more minutes to the front of the line to ride this roller coaster feeling good awesome (laughs) hope you guys all have a great week until next time we appreciate y'all for listening and do what you always do oklahoma take care of each other
for just one more time.